This is episode number 40 of the Homeowner Show. Whether you're DIY or looking to hire, we're here to help you find the best information and options for you and your home. My name is Kevin Hackett, and here with me is Craig Williams. Hello, 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 and welcome to the Homeowner Show. We are ecstatic that you can be with us today to join us. And we're happy. Yep. All the, what is it? Synonyms? Emotions? Yeah. <laughs> They're emotions. We have happy synonyms. Oh, <laughs> synonym emotions. That's right. <laughs> Many kinds of happiness happening in the studio uh, right now. You got that me you are here. <laughs> yes. So, That's right. How's it going, Kev? Man, I'm doing pretty good. Yeah? Nothing, uh, nobody's told me different today, so, so far, so good. Well, let me be the first. Okay. <laughs> here we go. I'm doing pretty good. Nothing, uh. Nothing too super crazy to tell about. How are you doing? Yeah. Dude, I had I had a crazy thing happen the other day. Okay. Um I had a uh, a customer call. Yeah. And tell me that they uh they had bees in their in their front yard. Okay. And this is this is actually like a pretty normal call for us. Sure. Um you know, it's like bees in the yard, there's a swarm there. Um and so our, like our typical response is like, look, if they're there, they're probably just resting. Um, so they'll, they'll probably be gone in a couple hours or a day or two, you know, just leave them alone. Don't mess with them. They're looking for a happy place. Okay. You know, just like the homeowners show studios. Yes. The happy place. The happy place. Um, <laughs> but she was, she was really concerned because they were laying in the grass and apparently the lawn crew had been there that day and like, you know, worried that they might get run over or uh, destroyed. Sure. Um, and I was like, you know what? I'll, I'll come over and take a peek. And so I, I got all my bee gear together just in case and went over. And sure enough, there's like this, I want to say it was like a four foot in diameter circle just in the middle of the lawn of bees and just laying in the grass, which is very unusual. And they don't usually like just land in the grass like that. It's, it's, a, it's a very odd thing for them to be like that. They're usually like, you know, you'll see pictures on the internet all the time of them like in a ball, like on the back bumper of a car or on, like, okay. on a tree trunk or somebody's door handle or, yeah. you know, just someplace obnoxious and annoying. Um, <laughs> so anyway, so like they're laying in the grass and usually, I mean, like if you don't know, usually what that means is the queen is confused, injured or dead. Um, all bad things. It's a bad thing. It's not like into the world kind of a thing. Okay. Um, but it, it usually indicates some sort of anxiety or stress in On that the colony. And yeah. Um, so anyway, I had seen, uh, this particular thing done on a couple of different occasions that was rather interesting. So I had an old bee box, okay. what they call a nuke. It's a small box for bees. It's, you know, you know, for when, like if you split a hive, it's just a smaller box it allows them to grow without being, you know, assaulted by like hive beetles or moths. And, you know, it's a smaller area for them to protect. And this had been a, a nuke box that I'd used in the past to transport hives and, and reared larger hives. Um, and so it, anyway, it smelled like bees. And so I just opened the entrance and I just took the box over there and I set it down right in front of the, uh, the swarm. Yeah. And within about five seconds, they like single file marched into the box. Man, that sounds crazy. It was the craziest thing. I put the video up and it, it ended up getting shared a bunch of times uh, by people that are like, I've never seen anything like this. And it was, it was incredible to just sit there and watch. I, I think I sat there for like a half an hour. Really? And, and just watched them pile up on that entrance. And it was, I mean, you could see them and they're doing like what they call like a little waggle dance as they're telling each other like, Hey, there's a cool place to go. And that's all. And like, they just, they broke the circle and just piled on top of one another marching into this box. Huh. And, uh, just yesterday I was, or actually just this morning, I was able to go pick them up. It was raining. And when it rains, they'll all duck inside cause the temperature drops and they don't like getting wet. And so I went over there and I put them in a trash sack in the back of my truck and I transported them to the apiary and I fed them this afternoon. And huh. I was out there watching them this afternoon and the, there were, gathering pollen and stuff and building comb. It was so cool. Huh. So they were happy. Yeah. Well, let's hope they stay. Yeah. They'll cool. They will stay. Well, that's, that's, uh, that's unusual. Yeah. It was really unusual. It was really cool to capture it on video though. Yeah. So I'll, uh, when this, when this episode drops, I'll, I'll link up the video. 
Okay. I'll, I'll post it up on YouTube so people can can take a peek at it. It's it's a really cool uh, thing to watch. Cool. So you don't oh. get to you don't get to observe that all that often. Yeah. No no joke. So. But yeah, if you uh, if you haven't yet, go ahead and hit the subscribe button there in the uh, iTunes box. Uh, leave a review. We love Please. hearing the reviews. We love Please. giving shout outs for reviews. Yeah. Um, and you can follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, all the places. That's right. Any place you can find a podcast, you can find the homeowner show. Absolutely. Yeah. Anything cool. new in your world, man? No, uh, just gearing up for, for summer. My summer is always super, super busy. So yeah. lots of stuff coming up and, um, you know, just just ready to get it going. Yeah. Well, if you guys remember from last episode, uh, talking about RV life, we had a special super duper co-host guest that we decided very, to bring very, back in as an actual guest. Yeah, he was very active yeah. <laughs> on that uh, podcast. He, he endeared himself <laughs> to Andrew with a question. A question. <laughs> he said like 15 words. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but we're glad you're back. Yeah. It well, didn't, thanks it, for having me. It didn't chase you off. We got, we got Jared Williams in the studio today, y'all. How you doing, Jared? I'm doing wonderful. How are you guys? Dude, we're doing good. Yeah. Glad you're here. So we we wanted to bring Jared in because one we've 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 talked about him quite a bit on the show from time to time. We have because he he played an integral role in actually helping put together the homeowner show studios, which is still uncompleted. But that's not Jared's fault. Uncompleted uh, is that a word? It hasn't ever been until now. Right. <laughs> cool. In incompleted. Incompleted. Incomplete. <laughs> And, uh, ha-ha! <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay, well, moving on. You're becoming more and more like me every day. <laughs> That's scary. So scary. But yeah, I mean, we, this this uh, this studio, uh, I remember you talking about whenever you were kind of getting getting into this, uh, this space, you needed some help. Jared said, hey, I'd love to come over and help. And y'all ran into some problems. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so we wanted to bring him in and have kind of a post because we're we're much further down the road than when we started. Oh, very much so. It's, uh, <laughs> it's in much better condition now than it was when we started. And it's air conditioned. And it's air conditioned. Yeah. And it has a floor. It has a floor. <laughs> that you're not going to fall through. That you're not going to fall through. Yeah, so br- brief history on the Homeowner Show Studios. It actually used to be a chicken coop. Ah. Yeah. So Real live chickens. Well, the, when I bought it, there weren't any live chickens. There, there were no chickens here yeah. when I showed up. It was that yeah. bad. Chickens <laughs> couldn't even live here. <laughs> They're like, I'm out. <laughs> That's bad. Yeah. So I was, uh, I was explaining to some of the other day, like, you know, there's, there's the traditional A-framed house. And then this room had the complete opposite of that. Hmm. So the V-frame house? The, the V-frame roof. Oh. Yeah. Which is a terrible design. I was just say that's that sounds like an awful op- option. Yeah. So like all the what happened is is basically where the studio ends now the the roof took about a 90 degree turn up. What? It's making a V in the roof. What was the purpose of that? I really don't know other than to create an inside waterfall. Oh, which is those, what it which is what it did. Those could be fun. Yeah. If that's <laughs> so, what you're going for no, and you actually prepare for that to happen. Well, you know, <laughs> if, if you want the additional side effects of like wood rot and moisture. I haven't, I haven't wanted that yet. Yeah, so One I don't day. I don't recommend it. Okay. But that was pretty much what we inherited. Uh, and uh, by the time Jared came along to the project, we'd already chopped that off and and closed that wall off with new siding. Um, had we put the windows in at that point? I uh, know it was still, uh, still open there. It was still there open no there. Okay. Yet. So, so what, what I want, you know, give, give people a little bit of background on you because you, you have a lot of experience in, in, in doing projects like this. Yeah. So, uh, I bought my first house. Uh, it was a foreclosure house. Uh, and I found that, uh, if you don't have money to pay your mortgage, you usually don't have money to fix your house when Ma- there are problems. Maintain it. <laughs> Um, so when we bought the house, it had been empty for almost a year. And, and, and where was this? This was in New York. New York. Okay. New York. So very different than down here in Texas. Right. Uh, everything down here is at least in Conroe where I live is basically brand new. Uh, there's not a lot of old houses, <laughs> uh, but in New York, there's lots of old houses. So when we were buying our first house, 
Well, um, and, and I, I want to I want to ask you about that real quick because I think for a lot of people around here, they would like an old house might be something that was um, built in the fifties, right? And so, like old house in New York, what would that be like? Well, my house was built. The one we bought in New York was built in uh, 63, I think. 1963? 1963. I don't think anyone had done anything much to it since then. But would it it be weird to find like a house built like in the 1900s or... My my parents' house, which is an old farmhouse, was built in uh, the late 1800s. So there you go. Okay. So no, not it would not. It's not odd to find uh, houses from the 1800s. Yeah, and they're they're very differently built as well. Very much so, yeah. we, We have a lot more... Uh, farm style homes, which are you know more sprawling, I would say, and, and a lot up there, you're they're built up more, aren't they? And basements, and yeah. So it was one of the odd things when I moved here. We're looking at houses like nothing here has a basement. Yeah, you'd be hard pressed to find a house in New York that doesn't have a basement. Yeah, those are yeah. called swimming pools here. <laughs> <laughs> um, although you probably missed the episode where I had to actually go into a basement in downtown Houston and get a carcass out. Ugh. Yeah, yeah. I listened to that episode. Oh, you listened I, to that That one? was a fun story. <laughs> <laughs> it was disgusting to listen to. I'm sure it was disgusting to actually participate in. But uh, so I bought this house. It needed um, a new roof. It already had two roofs on it. You know, someone had already layered a second set of shingles over the first uh-huh. set of shingles. Um, Is but that, that wrong? It's, it, you can do two layers. Okay. You don't want to do a third. Okay. The shingles get too heavy and you'll collapse your roof. Oh, okay. Uh, Especially with snow. With snow, especially with especially in New York, very heavy snow loads. Yeah. Um, so it needed that. Um, the windows uh, were single pane glass, and if you pushed on the glass, you would pop panes of glass out of the windows oh, because no. they were in. The, it was a stiff breeze; you could feel the breeze coming through the windows. Um, all the bedrooms were needed to be renovated. It. The people that living in the house before us were heavy smokers, and we thought it was uh, wallpaper glue at first, but it was it was nicotine that had oh, soaked in, and it was like literally dripping down the walls. Yeah. Um, how, but how did you talk your wife into buying this house? Because <laughs> it's all we could afford. <laughs> <laughs> okay. It's very expensive in New York, uh. so that house um, was about fourteen hundred square foot raised ranch mm-hmm. um, on about a half acre of land. Most of that land was wood swamp, so it wasn't very usable. Um, when we moved to Texas, my mortgage didn't change, and now I have a brand new 2,600-square-foot house on an acre and a half. Mm. And that's yeah. the price difference between New York and <laughs> Texas. Take that, New York. <laughs> Moral of the story, move to Texas. <laughs> that's what I did. <laughs> so anyway, so we buy this house, and it needs all this work. And I spent all my money buying the house. And... So I had no choice but to fix all the problems myself. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And growing up, my dad was always kind of a handy guy. Um, He put this big addition on our house growing up because, you know, my parents had the same problem we had. It's expensive to live in New York. And if you want to improve your your house, it's it's you can get a lot more done if you do it yourself. So I helped him growing up, learned a lot. My dad flipped a house at one point with one of his friends. And that was kind of my summer job in my teen years. Nice. And uh, so I learned a lot from him. And so I just kept on it and I spent about nine years uh, renovating that house before we sold it, moved down here. What was the, what was the toughest spot about that, that, uh, the, the one that you rehabbed? Well, if you ask my wife, uh-huh. it'll be when I ripped the roof off a week before my son was born. Ah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> now that was wrong. <laughs> uh, yeah. So that story goes, the roof, uh, when we bought the house, they said, just so you know, the roof's probably going to last a year, maybe two before it starts leaking. So we knew it had to be, had to be done. My wife got pregnant. My son was born in May. All on her own. All on, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so it's <a> true Mary story. <laughs> so so it, we'd been in the house a year already, and it was getting to that time of year where it was going to be too hot to be on the roof. It was May, it was that May time frame when my son it was born. It does get hot in New it York. Gets ve- even in New York, it, it can be over a hundred, and it's never fun on a roof when it's over a hundred. No. <laughs> no. Um, it doesn't happen as often as it happens down here in Texas, but it does happen. Yeah. So, uh, I did made the decision that I was going to, uh, re-roof this house. Yeah. Uh, so I call some friends, 
because I'm not paying anyone to do it because I don't have the money to pay someone to do it. And I get a dumpster and I back it up to the house and I get up on the roof and I tear half half the roof off, all the shingles. Turns out the uh, the underlayment is uh, no good either. So I had to lay all new plywood down and basically rebuild my whole roof. And I reshingle that side and my wife goes into labor. <laughs> oh, no. So half the roof's done, half the roof's not. Um. So we go to the hospital. Uh, my son is born. I bring him home, and I'm like, "Honey, I gotta finish the roof." Oh no! <laughs> Good get, luck. So I get up on the roof and I start tearing the other half of the roof off. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I had to. It was funny because I had to. I had to time it. I could only use the nail gun when my son was not sleeping. So it was like he'd go. He'd wake up for a feeding or whatnot, and I'd run up and I'd get as much as I could uh-huh. get done in the you know half hour, forty five minutes. He was awake. Wow. Uh, so I, I spent the first couple weeks of his life on my roof, uh, re-roofing my house. <laughs> wow. How, and, how long did that actually end up taking you? Um, with, with help, uh, I got a majority of it done in about two to three weeks. Uh, there was some finish work that took, you know, a couple weeks after that, but yeah. you know, the, the top ridge line and some of the trim and stuff like that. But the majority of it was done. I got some beer and some pizza and some friends come over and help there you me go. <laughs> and, uh, got as much done as we could as quickly as we can. Yeah. So, so, I mean, how big of a job is a roof? Because I mean, I, I look at these, these roof jobs and I'm going, man, I, I don't think I could ever do that. And and then you, you look at these roof jobs and you go, they did that whole roof in one day. Of course, they had, you know, eight people working on it, right? Um, but it seems like just such a big, daunting job. And maybe it's just because it's a roof and you're, on, you're high up and there's the potential of, you know, falling and injuring yourself and those sorts of things that just kind of deter me from it. But it seems like a really tough job. It's, it's honestly not that difficult. Um I mean, you lay the shit, you, 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 you put down the underlayment, the tar paper. In, in New York, you would put snow guard up the first about six, seven feet because you'll get in your gutters, you'll get ice. And that ice buildup will actually work its way under the shingles mm. and, and it'll leak through your roof. So you put it's, – it's like a, almost like a tape, but it's like four feet wide. Mm. And you lay that uh, almost like you would tar paper. Okay. And it sticks to the roof and it prevents that damage. Um, but, I mean, after you do that, it's – Lay a shingle, nail it down. Lay a shingle, nail it down. It takes a little bit of time. It's a little tedious, but it's not particularly difficult. The more difficult job was when I resided the house and replaced all the windows. Oh, gosh. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> what, so I, I know like here, like we have like tile roofs, we have metal roofs, we have, we have different, you know, several different kinds. Of, are those other types of roofs common there too? I mean. No, not really. I mean, really in, in, the, in the snow area, they mm. really only use uh, asphalt shingles. Mm. Hmm. Um, you really don't ever see another kind of roof up there. I would think just, they metal would work well up there. I mean, just, but it maybe would just slide straight off and that would be a bigger problem than, uh, than not. I don't know. I would imagine it has like some of the issues with cold absorption and, and different things like that. It might crack the metal or I don't know. Yeah. I'm not sure why it's not. I mean, I don't see any Let us tell you reason, how stupid we are and yeah. how little we know about roofs. <laughs> in I, know, New York. I know a lot about asphalt roofing, <laughs> but I've, I've never had to do a metal roof. <laughs> and we need to get our roofer back over here. Yeah. Why, why can't we do roof, metal, metal roofs in New York? I don't know. Fair claims. We need you. Yeah. This question answered. He probably doesn't know he lives in Texas. Yeah, he was, <laughs> never done a job. I don't care. That's right. <laughs> so siding. So you you literally like the entire exterior of this home was redone. Absolutely. The literally the entire exterior. So I, I also uh, replaced all the windows, um, and I used new construction windows because I reframed all the windows to change oh, their size. Wow. Because mm. I didn't like the size and shape of the windows on the house. They were okay. the old. Uh, kind of 60s style windows that are wider than they are tall. And I, I just didn't like the way they looked. Um, and so we went and bought, actually, it was an amazing deal. It was at the time right after we bought the house uh, in 2008, right after the market crash mm. uh, was when we were. So we got an amazing deal. We got that big government check, $8,000 check uh, on our tax returns for okay. new home buyers. Uh, so that actually kind of Helped with our down payment <laughs> on the house. Um, but we bought these windows and they were doing the big tax rebate. So I got them through Lowe's. They were Pella windows. And uh, 
got their best top of the line windows and then the government paid me 35% of it back. Wow. Which helped out a lot too. Nice. Um, so when you're buying things, uh, check your tax rebates because there's an op, there's a lot of time, especially with energy star appliances and stuff. Um, oh, yeah. You can get a lot of tax rebates back. You can write those things off in your taxes and help the government help you pay for it. Yeah, yeah. I, was, I was talking to a guy the other day. I mean, like a lot of times now, I've, like um, one of the things that we put in a lot of are like the mosquito misting systems. And like, even now, like if you put like solar power on a mosquito misting system, you get 35% of that back as a tax wow. rebate or as a tax credit actually, which is better than a rebate. Um, yeah, there's a lot of tax options out there when you're doing home improvements. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's crucial. Anytime you're doing major improvements to sure. the house, make sure Check that you're into not, those things. Yeah. But make sure you're not missing an, an yeah. advantage. So, so yeah, so we, you know, replaced the windows. And then after I put all the windows in, um, the house had old aluminum siding, mm-hmm. um, which I tore off and took to a recycle center. And I was getting, I think I made about 800 bucks after selling them my siding because nice. it was aluminum. And then uh, in New York, uh, almost everything's vinyl siding. Really? Um, hmm. You'll sometimes see uh, like a brick exterior or something like that. But for the vast majority, uh, it's either, it was aluminum siding back in like the 60s. So a lot of the older houses will have aluminum, but anything pretty much new will have vinyl siding. So then I put all the new vinyl siding up on the house. Hmm. Wow. And, and that's a pretty straightforward job as well. That, that is still... A pretty straightforward job. I would actually say it'd be slightly more complicated than the roofing. Okay. Um, not so much for the big wide areas, but you got to do all the cutouts around the windows. You got to do figure out all the angles for the roofs and putting up your J channel and your C channel and getting it all laid out. It's actually probably a little more difficult than the roof. Okay. <laughs> it took me quite a bit. It took me a couple of months. You know, yeah. I'd come home from work every day and go out and spend an hour out there till it got dark and put up as much siding as I can. And then, and, and you, going back to what you mentioned earlier, so, so you learned how to do a bunch of this stuff because your dad taught you how to do these things or are you on YouTube? Uh, well, some of it I learned growing up. Okay. Um, but I've always been kind of like a mechanically inclined person. Sure. Um, so a lot of this stuff, I just, I went on YouTube and okay. uh, I need to do re-roof my house. And my dad was like, You've never done this before. And I said, yeah, well, the roof, half the roof's already off, so I got to figure it out now. <laughs> <laughs> I got to figure it out. <laughs> so, so yeah, I mean, a lot of these projects that I did, um, I mean, I basically rewired my whole house. I gutted most of my bedrooms down to studs and completely re-renovated them, um, replaced the boiler in my house because that's a whole other story about uh, – how my boiler got cracked and I, my house had no heat when I bought it in February. Jeez. Um, oh my. <laughs> warning on foreclosures. Yeah. No joke. <laughs> um, nice. but a lot of that stuff, it was just, uh, you know, between the experience I already had and the av- loads of information that are available on YouTube and other websites on the internet. I mean, there's so much information out there for someone who's willing to do the research and, uh, you know, just not afraid to try it. Yeah. You know, I've, I've actually noticed I was, I was, um, painting one day and I thought, you know, there are some people that know how to cut in paint really, really well. I wonder if they've put any information on, on, on YouTube. So I go out and I look and there, there's this guy who is a professional painter. Um, and, and he's got you know, tens of thousands, I think he's got hundreds of thousands of, of views on many of his videos that are out there. And he's teaching people all of his trips, uh, tricks and techniques of how to paint and how to, you know, not just cutting in, but but all of his tricks about how he does things. Um, and, and I thought originally I was thinking, man, why would he be telling everybody all this stuff? Because it's hurting his business. But uh, what I've found is that these guys are doing that because they're actually getting more exposure yep. to what they're doing. And so there literally are professionals out there telling you exactly how they do their job. And if you're willing to get your hands dirty a little bit, you can do it exactly like the professional is doing it. Yeah. So just interesting stuff. YouTube is a valuable thing. Now, there's plenty of junk out there too i mean you kind of gotta yeah you do watch you do, more than one video yeah <laughs> you, because you, you run the risk of of you know listening to an idiot because they just let anyone put in something on the internet yeah <laughs> yes they do yes we do just like this show that's right <laughs> exactly so 
so all of that, I mean, kind of gave you some background, and all of a sudden, Craig needs some help. You come over here, and y'all start working, and you find some stuff. Yeah, so, you know, when I was in New York, I had a lot of work to do on my house, mm. and I enjoyed doing that work. It's kind of how I, you know, I put my headphones on, and I just blow off steam that way. It's I've always enjoyed doing that. So I, I move here to Texas, and I buy this brand new house, and now all of a sudden... I, I don't have anything to do. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's new. My, my, my method of blowing off steam has evaporated because my house is brand new. And if I have a problem, I call the warranty people and they just come fix it for me. Um, so you built a fence. So I built a fence at my house. I did do that. Um, but then my friend Craig here uh, has a problem. And I was like, you know what I've got in my garage? I got a ton of tools that aren't getting any use. There you go. So I, I offered to come over and walk into the room and I'm looking around and it doesn't look like too bad. You know, we got to do a few repairs, maybe put up some sheetrock. So, uh, I think the first project was the floor, right? Yeah. That's that where we started. We, we, we started found, a, we found a, a bouncy spot. Yeah. We found a little spot. You stepped on it and it gave a little bit and we're like, Oh, let's just, you know, lift this up and you know, maybe we got to put down a new piece of plywood or yeah. do a little repair work. And, you know, we tear up that section of floor and the joists underneath are looking a little, a little sad. Yeah. So we poke them with a screwdriver and the screwdriver goes right through the joist. <laughs> it's not supposed to do that. It's no. not. No, it's, it's not supposed to do that. And so we. Unless they're made of pudding. <laughs> which, which <laughs> the worst were. material to make joist out of is pudding. So, so we just start kind of exploring and it, you know, you grab this, this two by 10, two by eight right, with your yeah. hand and it just crumbles oh, in my. your hand. And so we'd start tearing up more floor and finding more dry rot and tearing up more floor and finding more dry rot. And it gets to the point where there's, there's no more floor. It's just, it's yeah. just dirt. <laughs> Which was not the project that we were prepared to do that day. It, it was not. <laughs> but that happens when most home improvement projects I have found do not always end up where you start. Right. Um, it's one of the things with uh, home improvement is you need to kind of be prepared for the unexpected because yeah. you never know when you tear up a floor or pull down a wall or open up an electrical outlet, you know, what you're going to find. Um, so we spent the rest of that day gutting the rest of the floor, yeah. I think. And, we we um, did demo work, basically. Yeah. And then we got some, uh, we had to put in new joists, lay a whole new floor, which I think was the next day. Yeah. Um, and it took the, the, I think that first weekend was just uh, getting Nothing a floor, floor back, yeah. which was, we were, I think we were planning on uh, putting up walls and <laughs> <laughs> planning on being in a completely different place than where we were at. So. Well, and, and I think that's one of the things that that's real important that I don't want to overlook here for a minute is that, uh, you know, you can choose to do this yourself or you can choose to hire it out. Let's say you choose to hire it out. Uh, you know, a good contractor is going to find this anyway, and it's still got to get fixed and you're still going to be paying for it. So I, I guess the thing that I, that I want to say is don't, don't be afraid to, to get into something and figure out what it is, because um, if you find it, your contractor is probably going to find it also. So, you know, if, if your budget is whatever it is and you're, you're, you know, estimating 20% more, like they say that you should, um, you, you kind of got to do that, whether you're using a contractor or not, because at the end of the day, they're going to have to go, listen, you know, I bid it for this much, but I didn't know this was here. I've, you're going to have to pony up a little bit more money so that, that can get fixed. Yeah, I was gonna I was gonna say we 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 actually did have a couple of different contractors come out and take a peek at it and give us some bids to to do the stuff that I wanted to do. Um and yeah, it would have been done by now, but like none of them caught that. Yeah. Um and, and it's not to say that they're bad contractors. I mean it was, it was sure it was actually I mean like it was it was kind of like a minor thing at the at the, if I remember right. I and mean, we were just kinda like, should we pull this up? Yeah, well Yeah, we almost didn't. Yeah, we almost didn't. I mean, just because it was like, well, we have this plan to do all this and this is what we're prepared to do. And so you kind of get in that mindset of like, well, let's just go on down the road with the plan instead of but like, you know, thankfully we we ended up popping it up. I say thankfully, and it was like a hellish nightmare yeah, but, yeah, but <laughs> it would have been worse if you hadn't right. fought it yeah right. i mean and the if, floor would collapse while we're watch, in here recording <laughs> yeah if you watch any of these uh diy network shows um you know whether it's you know 
property brothers or whoever it is, they get into stuff and they, they don't know what they're getting into until they you, you open up a wall and you find a pipe that you didn't had no idea was there. Now you got to rewrite the reroute the pipe and uh, you know it's just there's always going to be something. Um, yeah, and I'll, I'll say this. I mean, like th- this this room was actually part of the inspiration for that whole DIY calculator that we have up on the website now. Yeah, um, I mean, because like calculating the amount of time and just putting all putting all those you know factors on the table and going like you know what what's got actually going to be the best use of my money for this project. Is it me or is it somebody else? Sure. Um, because, you know, even though I, at the time I felt like some of the bids for this room were kind of high looking back at it now, it's like, that actually seems pretty reasonable for for the amount of time that I've now spent on it. Yeah. Yeah. And you really have to factor that in You're, you're, I mean, Jared, you mentioned it. I mean, you're, you're doing these projects while raising a family, literally while a baby is being born. Um, and, and somewhere down the line, you have to gauge, is it worth all the time that I'm putting in whenever I'm not putting time into something else? Well, I'll tell you, my, uh, my wife has appreciated the fact that now that I don't constantly have a thousand projects that need to get done or my house is going to fall apart. You know, I do have a lot more time now to spend with my kids, sure. do things with the family and stuff like yeah. that. And so those are really It is important. definitely, I mean, at the time when we were buying that house, that was really our only option. I mean, any anything uh, more expensive, we just simply couldn't afford. Yeah. Um, so we did w- what we could with what we had. Um, I would have loved to have hired some contractors, but I had more time than I had money. Um, and sometimes that's the calculation. Yeah. Uh, it'd be way easier to hire someone to come in and fix all these problems in a week instead of taking me two months. Um, but it's a lot cheaper for me to take two months to do it. Yeah. And there's some pride there too, of, of what you were able to do, I would assume. Yeah. I mean, uh, it is I, that and I enjoyed doing the work. Yeah. I mean, I, it's like I said, it's, it was one of my stress relievers. I had come home from a, you know, a day at work and I'd go put my headphones on and, you know, go put up some siding or go work on the roof or go sheetrock or, tape or yeah. plumbing or electrical, whatever it was that day. Uh, and it kind of helped me unwind a little bit at the end of the day. Yeah. But, uh, but it's, you know, sweat equity, there's something to say about the sweat equity. You know, we went to go sell that house. Um, we did pretty well because I didn't spend too much doing the work. So when we sold it, we made a nice little profit on it. Yeah. More than you would have made if you would have paid a contractor. Absolutely. Because yeah. we would have had to put a lot more into that money into the house to get it to where it was. Yeah, yeah, that well, makes sense. Well, so after after the floor, what was next? Do you remember? I think we were trying to do the electrical work, right? Yeah. So I think that it was running all the cabling. Oh no, no, no! It was it was this uh, this oh, back wall. This wall. That's right. That's that back wall. Because that was the one behind me. <laughs> the, the one we thought we were going to tear off, and then we started tearing it off, and we're like. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> Let's leave it there. Yeah. Well, we, we left it. We, we, we kind of, we, I think we modified it because like we didn't, we left it there, but then we also like, we built another one. Yeah. Yeah. And so we, I think the plan was originally, right. We we're going to tear that wall out and put up a brand new wall. Right. And then when we started, remember what was happening, we were start tearing it out and there was like a structural reason that we, we needed to leave it. <laughs> yeah, there was like a weird game of Jenga that we were yeah. playing with that wall and so it was like, this is just not worth it. Let's lose, I think, you know, like, let's lose the two and a half inches. And then up. we just reframed a, a new wall on top. Yeah, because the, the the other wall is not even framed normally. No, it wasn't. Yeah, so it was... Nothing uh, in this room is framed. Normally, so. <laughs> I don't think anything Which causes problems when you're sheetrocking. Yes, yes. <laughs> Well, you just have to you have to know where those studs are. I mean, most studs are 16 inch on center, and a lot of buildings, you know, especially whenever they're not, you know, this is a barn, right? Right. Um, a lot of them are built on 24 or or, or weird, you know, 27 <laughs> weird numbers. Well, well, and I can I can speak from experience on this one because like this this barn actually had the uh, the thoughtfulness to at least put the studs going up and down. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> as opposed to your house, my house, which was also a barn sure. at one time, it was, it was framed. It was barn framed, which runs the studs side to side. Okay. That's, that's for fire break purposes. I don't know why it does it. That, I mean, I guess 
that's just the way they do it. They that's just the way some people do it. Ah. Um, and but they're not they're not like sixteen on center or anything like that. They're just and then so like I actually had a sheetrock guy come in and like they were they were tearing out walls and replacing them. And as he tore them out, he was like, I don't know how to do this. <laughs> when, when you stump the sheetrock guy, now you know something's up. Yeah. So yeah. So it was. It, at least this one, it was up and down. They're just not spaced normally like, like they are. And there's like weird beams. Yeah, they weren't level either. Yeah. Like they weren't in line with each other. So you, you'd have some of the studs were proud of the other ones. And so you couldn't easily lay a piece of sheetrock. Remember we had to shim some of the, the studs so that they would all lay flush. So you could actually put a piece of sheetrock yeah. up over them. Wow. Yeah. That's so, unusual. So we spent quite a bit of time just kind of prepping the room for sheetrock yeah we did we spent quite a bit of, and then like well the the only good thing about the wall being the way that it was if i remember right is that it actually gave us a little bit more room to run electrical it did so we had a little bit more space to work with mm. in that regard um but yeah and then then this the the tallest wall was built weird as it was built differently than all the other walls because it, it was like in weird like yeah, the, I think the bottom half was framed normally, and then the top half was framed in like these weird sections of like cubes. Yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't like the studs didn't go all the way to the to the ceiling. Like it was a normal eight foot wall framed fairly normally. Right, and then on top of that, the studs would go up three feet, and then there'd be like a, a horizontal beam, and then it would come up. The stud would come. Another one would come up two feet over from the other one up to the actual roof. Like it was built piecemeal yeah it's like they got bored yeah like, ah, <laughs> let's do this it'll be fun change it up <laughs> yeah and then the the other this this wall was kind of similar in that it kind of came up at about three or four feet framed normally and then it was different above that yeah and it had like four foot nails that were like a quarter inch uh, half an inch thick like four embedded embedded like six inches into the into beams that we had to try to get out i think we ended up cutting a couple of them we off because we couldn't get them out yeah, it was like no we we fought the last one we're done oh man well i, I will say though um you, you know it, it, this space has been has been really good and and it's already gotten a lot of a lot of use, and it's not done. I mean, so that that's the other thing. So so what is what's really left at this point? Uh, well, I mean, a lot of it's finishing. Um, so there's a door that has to go in to the exterior. The ceiling has to be finished, and the floor has to go in. Other than that, it's really cosmetic. Okay, um, painting, painting, or trimming. Yeah. Those um, sorts of things. So, and like all, all the materials and stuff are basically here. They just, you know, we just need time to put them in. Yeah. So if anybody has some time <laughs> and they want to put stuff in, let us know. Info at homeownershow.com. Free experience. That's hey, right. Free experience. We will let you um, work on the studio. Yeah. We'll even give you a shout out on the podcast. <laughs> That's right. We'll have you on the podcast as Jared is proof. <laughs> we will have you on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> if you're aspirational towards that <laughs> so 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 like of, of the things that are left man what are what do you what do you, you think is going to be like kind of like the the, the the coup de gras piece of this of this room that once it's done uh this this i like the the ceiling the ceiling that's going in i think that's gonna really tie the room together yeah I, I like that i i actually did the reason we're doing it like this because that's the way i did it in my kitchen and I really like the way it turned out, even though it's like, it's a cheaper material. Um, it's just, it's easy to put up. It looks nice when it's done. It's kind of has like a country vibe. Yeah. So it's, it's corrugated metal. Yeah. It's corrugated metal. It's, yeah. you know, it lasts a long time. Yeah. Um, well, and it, you know, it'll give a good acoustics for where we're singing. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Give that good metallic sound. Yeah. So, so between the hardwood floor, the shiplap wall, the metal roof, this will be the place for us to sing our cares away. Yes. Yeah. So, I mean, it should have, I mean, by the time it's done, it'll have a shiplap wall. It'll have hardwood floors. It'll have three, uh, uh, sheetrock walls and then the, the metal ceiling. And I'm liking this texture that you did. Well, thank you. On the walls. I think that'll look real nice with a paint job on it. Yeah. I haven't decided, you know, we haven't 
like really given any thought to any colors because it's still all about just finishing the project. The other thing that we've that we've toyed around with doing is because this this door over here to to Kevin's right. Uh, the, goes, the door to that leads directly into a, a into wall. a wall. Yeah, the old <laughs> cruddy wall uh, that we never that we were decided was too dangerous to remove. Um, it's so, going to be a doorway to nothing. Yes. <laughs> what we've talked about doing is putting putting another porch on the outside of the studio, just to kind of give like a place to hang out, maybe after doing like a show, or you know, it's a, it also there's a. Uh, uh, three-tiered treehouse just outside of here that the kids like to play on. So it'd be a good place to sit and watch the kids play and yeah, hang out there. Um, yeah. But, well, I, I, I want to say, you know, I, I haven't done any work. So first of all, now everyone knows I've done no work on this room. Kevin conveniently broke his leg right as we got started on this thing. So <laughs> yeah, that was <laughs> not at all intentional. Um, <laughs> I would have much rather been working on this room. But you learned an invaluable life lesson on moving grills. Yes, I did. Don't <laughs> don't jump out of the back of trucks holding grills. That's lesson number one. Message we all should hear. Yes. I can tell you, you will not like the outcome. Uh, but I will say, uh, you know, thank you guys for the work that you have put in because um, really it it's already been a, a blessing to have to have this space and once it's done i mean it's just going to be a really nice place for us to have guests and and for this podcast to grow and, and see what's going to happen with it well even unfinished no one's been embarrassed to come in here yet so yeah no i Not don't that think they've so. told us to our faces Right. I mean, they probably went home or like... We have a support group. Uh, <laughs> there's, there's a Facebook page. <laughs> he said we have a support group. Wow. Okay. Well, it's a closed group. Right. <laughs> Apparently, we're not invited. No, we're not invited. No. We're the cause. <laughs> we are the cause. Uh yeah. Well, what else? Do you have Do you have any other things that, you know, any stories that, that you want to tell about projects you've done oh, or oh man i've got after nine years of, of renovating a house uh you can't help but have an endless list of stories yeah um give us maybe your best uh, this is probably another one my wife probably wasn't too thrilled about but uh when i was uh in new york i worked at a nuclear power plant okay and so every spring we did a refueling outage and it was about six to eight weeks long usually and we would work uh, six 12 hour shifts a week. And sometimes every other year I'd work night shift. Well, I had very small children in the house and when I'm working all night and I come home and I'm trying to sleep during the day and we homeschool and the kids are in the house all day, it's very difficult to sleep. So what my wife would do is she, when I work night shift, she, for the most of the outage, she'd take the kids to her parents' house in Virginia so that I can sleep during the house during the day. She never got to see me anyway. It was a good opportunity for the kids to spend some time with their grandparents and for her to see her parents and stuff like that. So it worked out pretty well. We'd been in the house for maybe eight years and we had been um, dealing with this bathtub that when we moved into the house, uh, the, the surround had black mold in it. And I, because we had no money, uh, and we wanted a working bathroom in the house. <laughs> uh, I went to Lowe's and bought the $30 vinyl tub surround and glued it up to the wall <laughs> uh, so there was no more black mold after I gutted and bleach sprayed everything. Sure. Um, so we'd been dealing with that, you know, kind of cheap uh, surround uh, for the last eight years. And this like, kind of mustard yellow... Uh, cast iron tub. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> um, I hadn't gotten around to renovating the bathroom. So we had been talking for a while that maybe it was getting to be about that time that we should renovate the bathroom. But, we're, you know, it's the only shower in the house. You know, it was a single bathroom in the house. So we're trying to figure out when we're going to go ahead and do this. We had kind of looked at tubs and surrounds and kind of picked out what we wanted. Um, so my wife's gone for a few weeks. And I'm one night a week, I'm up all night from 7 p.m. to 7 a.m. in my house all by myself. Yeah. And I thought, well, now's a good time to do the tub. <laughs> Why not? So, uh, you know, I went and got a sledgehammer 
and I took a sledgehammer to my cast iron tub, broke it into a, some large pieces and carried it outside the house and went to Lowe's and bought the surround in the tub. And I had measured everything and it should have just slid right in. And I got new fixtures and thought she'll come home from her parents and this bathroom will be all nice and pretty and have a brand new tub and a brand new surround and she'll be all happy. So I go, uh, break the tub out and find that the floor underneath it is rotted out. (laughs) So you have experience with the rotted floor. Oh yes. So, (laughs) so it wasn't the joists luckily, (laughs) just the sheetrock. I mean, just the, uh, the underlayment, the subfloor. So at this point, I've gotten to this point, it's about midnight, which means Lowe's is not open. Yeah. Um, so Lowe's opens at 6 (laughs) a.m. So at 6 a.m. I was at Lowe's buying some, you know, sub subfloor, went home, laid the subfloor, did a little more work, went to bed, uh, got up, you know, went to work the whole week, showered at work because it's a industrial plant and they had showers and I didn't at the moment. In my house. <laughs> so I'm showering at work. Um, come home the next weekend. I had gone and, you know, bought the supplies. I was pretty sure I needed. And, uh, I go to put the tub, you know, floors there. I go to put the tub in and find that it's half an inch too wide oh. and not to fit in, you know, the, the, the long ways it was, you know, the wide direction because, uh, in New York, almost all of our houses, they're heated with radiant heat, right. baseboards all you know along the walls. Well, the baseboard had gone right up to the old tub. And when I measured it, apparently my measurement was off by about half an inch. I want to go put the tub in and it's hitting the radiator. Mm. So I had to cut the radiator, which means now there's no heat in the house. <laughs> um, drill a new hole in the floor into the basement or, you know, and reconnect all those pipes, which of course is, you know, a bunch of soldering and, and you know, reconnecting the pipes and then, then, you know, reinitializing my heating system in March in New York. Because <laughs> <laughs> um, at this point I can't not put the tub in. Right. Right. I've already... The old tub is in pieces in my, <laughs> in my garage waiting to be taken to the scrapyard for 40 bucks. Yeah. Um, if you ever have lots of metal, bring it to a scrapyard. They'll buy it. Yeah. There you go. Um, so, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm, it seems like every time I work on this project, you know, something else comes up. Yeah. So I finally get the tub in and get the plumbing, the, the rough plumbing fixed. Uh, go to put the surround up only to find that my walls are not square. (laughs) And so I'm, you know, buying, I'm, I got two by fours because when you're a home renovator, there's always two by fours laying around somewhere. Um, and I'm basically trying to, you know, shim and reframe the walls, uh, cause the tub was in this little nook. Uh, so I'm trying to frame everything so that I can get this surround up. Um, so I'm doing this whole project. I didn't get nearly as far along as I wanted to. My wife comes home. Uh, when she got home, there was a functional shower, uh, but it took me, you know, I was expecting, you know, maybe two of the weekends. It took me, I think closer to five of them. Um, and again, you know, when you're doing these type of projects, everything takes twice as long and costs twice as much than you expect. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that one was one of my uh, less glamorous, less glamorous uh, <laughs> projects. Um, on, on the plus side, um, you know, some of the projects that went well, um, you know, I built a uh, 800 square foot cedar deck off the back of my house. Nice. Um, that was a fun project. It took me about three months building it by my, I just building it by myself. Yeah. Um, but uh, you know, in New York, you got to dig posts uh, 42 inches deep, mm. which is a pretty deep hole. Yeah. Um, and in New York, the other problem is there's lots of granite. So of the 10 posts I had to dig uh, because the back of the house was louvered, which means it overhangs the foundation. And in New York, I don't know what the, the rules are here, but I'm assuming they're similar. You're not allowed to attach a deck to a louvered house. Mm. So I actually had to do a freestanding deck. Mm. So I had to dig, put 10 posts in, um, and six of them hit granite. 
before I got to 42 inches. And oh, the reason you have to go to 42 inches is because the ground will sometimes freeze that deep. It's mm. below the frost so line. You got to get below the frost line or yeah. else you'll get heaving and it'll ruin whatever structure you're building. Um, so then what you have to do is you have to go head first into a hole with a rock hammer drill and drill eight inches into the granite and set a piece of rebar in the granite. So when mm. you pour the concrete, you basically pin it to the to the granite, which is not fun. Takes about forty five minutes a hole because granite is very tough rock. Yeah. Um, so I spent a whole afternoon with my head, face, you know, head, shoulders, and half my body down in a hole drilling into rock. <laughs> <laughs> not fun. Um, but that project at the end of the day uh, was actually turned out really well. It was a yeah. really nice deck. Really enjoyed it. Um, so, you know, sometimes projects go that way where it just, things work out and it, and it comes out as a nice project at the end of the day. Yeah. yeah. I, I know here that you can attach a deck to the house like that. Um, it's just not smiled upon. You, there's, you know, WDI reports and things like that, that you will not pass, but like, honestly, no one passes those anyway. So <laughs> well, one thing that surprised me is, is, you know, I'm not sure here, but where I live, it's, uh, technically unincorporated Montgomery County. Right. Right. I don't live inside a city limit or a town limit or anything like that. And so when I was, you know, we were putting a pool in at the house we live in now, uh, you know, I was expecting inspections and permits and, right. And, uh, there's like not a lot of that here, Mm -mm. um, which was very different because in New York, it's very heavily regulated. You know, when Mm -hmm. I built, um, my deck, you know, I had to dig the holes and then the inspector had to come out and look at the holes and make sure I dug the holes right before I poured concrete. Yeah. And then he had to come out and look at my framing before I put all the decking down. And then they had to come to a final inspection and I had to pay for every one of those inspections. Oh my gosh. And yeah, so there's a lot of, uh, at least in that part of New York, uh, Hudson Valley area, mm-hmm. a little a couple hours North of New York city. There's a lot of regulation based around your home. Yeah. And, um, there's just not as much of that down here in Texas. Yeah. It's, it gives you a little more freedom, uh, to do what you want to do, which is nice. Yeah. I mean, you'll probably see some of that once you get in like city proper, but I'm sure in like, yeah, in like city of Conroe or or in the woodlands, you know, I'm sure there's a lot more of that type of regulation. The woodlands is weird. So like not to get like all down the rabbit hole in Texas, but like the woodlands is not even like a city. It's, what is it's it? a township. It's a township. Yeah. It's a weird thing that like, it, well, it's, it's weird here in Texas. It's, it's not so weird up in like New Jersey. Right. Everything up there is a township. It's just, so, a, it's a different, it's a different form of city government. There's basically. no mayor. Yeah. It's I mean, just it's different. like, there's no city council. Yeah. And it's, yeah. People it's, just live there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's just a different, different setup. Yeah. Well, uh, man, there, there's a there's a lot of stuff that I, I know we could uh, continue to to talk about. Um, sounds like you've got a lot of uh, a lot of experience doing some home renovation, and and honestly, um, some some good advice. Just saying, hey, listen, get in there, do it. You know, when you run into a problem, figure it out. I mean, but what what I didn't hear you say a lot of was, you know, we just I just gave up and called someone said, I can't, I can't do this anymore. Uh, not saying that you've never done that, but, um, you know, sometimes you just got to get in there and get your hands dirty and recognize, you know what, at the end of the day, it's got to get done. I'm either going to do it or somebody else is going to do it and it's going to get done one way or the other. Yeah. So it's good stuff. Uh, but yeah, we, uh, we're, we're running up on time here. So, uh, we, we want to make sure we get to the, the, final portion of our show which we do with all of our guests and that's called the final four the final four just uh four. you good nope nope uh, okay all right i think he's finally done uh yeah so uh the final four questions uh we ask all of our guests uh, so uh we'll, we'll just get into it what's uh the must-have tool you won't leave the house without you know i gotta say my phone um you know, I'm I'm a type of guy that uh, I like knowledge. I like to. If someone asks me a question, I immediately pull my phone out and Google it if I don't already know the answer. Um, it's one of them, 
I don't even use my computer that much anymore. I mean, I'm almost always look stuff up on my phone now, whether it's directions to get somewhere or how to re-roof a house. Yeah. Uh, you know, that phone is such a valuable tool now because it's got, you know, kind of gives you access to all the human knowledge at the moment. So got the YouTube app on there. That's I do. I do have the YouTube <laughs> app. Uh, so I would say my phone probably, I mean, I use that probably more than just about any other tool in my arsenal <laughs> yeah I, I i think we all do <laughs> i think yeah. it's it's kind of a natural i, I don't remember how i used to survive you know yeah. when i was a kid and didn't have it didn't have a phone, yeah. <laughs> it's very different I, I i remember i've got some stories of of times whenever uh, you know the the internet was just kind of beginning to be available on phones and just some crazy stuff so either one of you guys ever have a beeper no i never had no, a beeper i, I always wanted one Man. i don't know why yeah, I mean, that, looking back at it now, it's like, why would I want that stupid thing? <laughs> yeah, like, why would I want people to to beat me? That, that was I, like that was a huge thing. It was. It was like it's a huge status symbol too. Especially when you could like start texting to beepers. Yeah, yeah. So that was a big deal. Yeah. Not that I'm that old. No, of course not. No. <laughs> yeah, you 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 read history books. <laughs> That's obviously. Right. Yeah. All right. Second question, what's a job you've walked away from? So I kind of alluded this to to this a minute ago. Like you're kind of a guy that sticks it out and does some things, but has there has there been something that you've run into that you said, I'm just not gonna do this? There there actually is, and it's very closely tied to one of the stories I've already told. Okay. So that bathroom renovation. <laughs> yeah. So so I got I got the, the tub put in, I got the the shower working again, I got the resheet rocked. Um and as I said, that was kind of an you know, kind of year eight. Um, and in year nine, um, they announced they were shutting down the plant I was working at. And I started looking for other jobs and we, we found kind of a place down here in Texas that, that was going to work for us. Um, so we started getting ready to you know, look at selling the house and that bathroom just wasn't done. And I didn't want to list the house uh, with an unfinished bathroom. There was, sure. it was just you know, wood flooring. Uh, there was no trim. You know, there's still a lot of work that needed to be done. And, you know, my wife and I were talking just, I could do it, but I just didn't have the time, you know, with all the other stuff going on. Um, and so we ended up hiring that to finish that bathroom out. You know, it was, it was a job I could have done. Um, but it just in the circumstances, sometimes the circumstances don't point towards doing it yourself. Sometimes sure. it, it says, you know, the best option is to, to hire someone to come do it. And I hired a friend of mine to come in and he finished it up pretty quickly and we were able to get the house on the market. So cool. Nice. Awesome. Yeah. Sometimes timeliness is, is really of the essence for sure. All right. Third question. How do you wind down at the end of a long day? At the end of a long day. Uh, I like to come home and cook. Okay. Um, what do you like to cook? Just about anything. My, my wife and I kind of have a deal that she doesn't have to cook dinner mm. as long as she has something ready for me to cook when I get home. Okay. Um, so we, we usually, you know, we beginning of the week, we make a menu and she goes and does the grocery shopping. So we know kind of what we're eating each day. And then pretty often I come home and I'll put on my headphones and just cook dinner. Mm. Okay. That, that's usually kind of a, a wind down for me. At the end of a long week, uh, I like to go into the garage and uh, build furniture right now. That's mm. kind of my the thing I'm doing at the moment. Um, and then I have a pool in my backyard. So going to relax in the pool is always a good. Yeah. Yeah. Gotta love that. Cool. All right. Last question. What's one of the best pieces of wisdom or advice you've ever received? Always budget. Okay. Hmm. My mother's an accountant. Uh, so growing up, she kind of was very focused on personal finances and uh, how to build budgets and stuff like that. And it served uh, me very well in life. Um, my wife luckily came from another family that was very kind of money savvy. Uh, and so when we got married, there really wasn't a question and we've had a budget since day one of our marriage mm. and we've done our best to stick to it. And it's, it's done very well for us. Um, most of the people I've talked to that, you know, say they don't have money to, do this, that, or the other thing, you, you know, you start asking them some questions and almost, they almost never have budgets. Yeah. And you ask them, well, where's your money going? And they just don't know. Yeah. So I think it's really important to track your finances. Um, and when you track them, sometimes you realize, Ooh, I didn't realize I was spending that much money doing that X, Y, Z thing, Yeah. be it Starbucks or eating out or buying books or whatever it is that your, your thing is. And sometimes you realize, Oh, maybe I need to cut back on that a little bit. Yeah. Um, and then you have that money free to do 
other things that you want to do. Sure. Yeah. So, but excellent you know. advice. Good stuff. Well, listen, thanks for thanks for coming on the show and talking to us about this this uh, room that we're in and some of the things you've gone through. It's it's good stuff. And um, so, yeah, if you have any other questions for Jared, uh, you can email us at info at homeownershow.com. We'll get those to him. And Because I have no social media presence. <laughs> no social media presence. He doesn't exist, y'all. He is not real. Uh, <laughs> uh, but yeah, get us a question and uh, we'll make sure he gets that. Uh, Craig, you got anything else? No, man, this is a good show. Yeah, I, I enjoyed agree. it a lot. Yep, fun stuff. Uh, thanks for downloading this episode. Um, you can always find us at homeownershow.com and uh, we're here every Tuesday. So uh, keep keep coming back. We're, we're thankful for the downloads and uh, you know, leave us a review, uh, rating on iTunes, all that kind of stuff. And until next time, we'll see you later. See you.